Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be your host for the next hour of hopefully entertainment, education, insight, innovation. Hmm. Don't they say you shouldn't overpromise and then not deliver? Okay. How about an hour of commentary, opinion, business buzz? We'll even touch on business. I promise. You've you've heard that before, right? Well, as far as business goes, of course, it's it's tax season. It's officially tax season now that the calendar has turned into February. It's an interesting tax season at my office. If there's any clients out there, trust me, I'm working every day. I'm just put it this way: uh, it doesn't get the older you get. A lot of it gets easier when you get older because I've done it for so long. The knowledge part and the experience part gets easier. Getting older, though, makes it to where you just don't want to work quite as many late nights and you don't want to get up quite as early in the morning. One thing that I did a couple of years ago that was really changed everything for tax season, and unfortunately, it does cut down a little bit on the personal part of the business and getting to know people. But after over 25, after over 30 years of doing it the other way, I made my normal income tax appointments 30 minutes long. 30 minutes is enough for almost all of the normal type appointments. I realized that All those years I had been doing hour-long appointments, it was making my interview day last from, say, 9 a.m. to 4 or 5 p.m. with a lunch break, of course. Many of those hours would be we would get done with the work in 25 or 30 minutes, and then we would just sit and shoot the breeze, as they say, for the remaining half hour, which is real nice and it's fun, but during tax season, I just, I really can't afford to do that. Occasionally, there'll be someone with a half-hour appointment that we just run over because there's a little too much to do. Uh, Sometimes I'm late on my next appointment. I try not to be. The main point I'm making is that now that I've been doing taxes for 42 years since I graduated from Chico State with my accounting degree... The older you get, you just can't do quite as much every day. So anyway, I just wanted to point out that that was one of the best moves I ever made was going to half hour appointments. It allows me to see as many people in less time, which means more time that I can give to the work I need to do in the evening, uh, getting the work actually checked, double checked, finalized, all of those good things that you would expect your tax professional to do. This tax season, there's a few new wrinkles. It's not, of course, uh, the 2018 year was the biggie with a lot of big changes. Last year, 2020, the 2019 year was being done during 2020. So that year was wacky because of COVID. They stretched it out to July 15 from April. Last year in 21, 
that was the year of doing 2020 taxes. They stretched it out to May. I don't expect them to stretch it out this year, but stranger things have happened. I prefer that they don't because it just stretches out the tax season and I just assume tax season end in April and then I've got my extensions and my summer to get everything else caught up. That's just my personal opinion. I didn't like the fact that it got stretched out, but it is what it is, as they say. It's kind of like Eckhart Tolle says, why, why fight what is? The isness of right now, why fight it? Just go along with it. Of course, subject to opinions, criticisms, um, arguments. Well, nobody wants to argue, but then again, in the in the in the world of preparing taxes, almost every tax return I do, I have a choice of something. That's the good thing about having 42 years of experience. I've seen a lot of different things. I've seen what I've seen what the IRS agrees with and what they don't agree with, and all those years' experience. Sort of reminds me. I've probably said this one before, but. It sort of reminds me of the day Pablo Picasso was having coffee and the woman at the table next to him said, oh, could you sketch my portrait? And Picasso said, sure. And he whipped out a little quick portrait of the woman with a two eyes on the side of her nose and He handed it to her and she said, well, what do I owe you? He said, $10,000. And she said, wait a minute, that only took you 30 seconds. And Picasso looked at her and said, no, that took 50 years. I always enjoyed that because that's kind of how you have to deal with it when you're dealing with someone with 42 years of experience versus them in their first year. I am not the most expensive CPA in town, though. Trust me. I'm probably the one who's been doing it the longest, maybe. But I am not the most expensive. I remember I got coached by a guy when I first came up to Chico. And I took over a tax practice that had like 600 tax clients. And uh, this guy was kind of bragging. And he said, well, he came to Chico and started a CPA practice. And he immediately made sure he was the most expensive one in town. Well, I guess that, I suppose that has something to, something to be said for it, but I never thought that was a great idea, but I like being in the middle. I'm not the most, I'm not the least, but then again, after hearing what some of the people I've talked to who are new clients said, they told me they paid other national chains, I won't say any names, after I found out what they paid the other national chains to do their tax, come to think of it, I may be the cheapest. Not really, but I mean, I, I don't even, I don't really worry about it. It's kind of like in this business, if people have to worry about exactly what price they're going to, as long as, you know, as long as you're not going to totally overcharge them and rip them off, 
there is no right and wrong. It just has to be a fair value. And it's not necessarily an hourly rate. It's the value of what you're offering. Uh, I offer my clients help all year long. I don't charge them when they call me. I do work for them during the year that I don't send a bill every time I do it. If I do have to do a job that actually is going to take some real work, I'll let them know when we're doing it, what it's going to cost and I have to charge for it. But generally, my clients all these years know that if it's uh, middle of summer and they're sitting at the title company selling their house and the title company hands them the form 593, which asks the seller whether they need to withhold tax or not on the real estate sale. I help my clients all year long with that, and I don't charge them just to do help like that. I'm not sure what all the other guys do. I don't socialize with other CPAs. I won't get into the reasons for not wanting to socialize with CPAs. (laughs) I, I, uh, I know a couple of them. But I won't get any any details of why I prefer not to socialize with CPAs. I'm sure you I'm sure you have the same reasons I do. So what is new with business? Business buzz. What does that mean? Business buzz means I get to talk about business, but if there's something I want to talk about that isn't directly business, then I fill in a blank like, okay, we're going to talk about the business of blank. And I'll do that. I'll be doing that again today. Trust me. You can count on that. You can count on me for that. So local business. You know, I always consult the Chico ER because it's the only newspaper I pay for a digital subscription to. Number one, because it's local news. Number two, they don't charge much. And how else are you going to get local news in Chico? Uh, the CNNR, Chico News and Review, I do see it on the stands, I guess every couple of weeks. But I do notice, I believe their building is empty, and that's a really, I like that building. It's right there on that roundabout when you head downtown near the U.S. Bank and the Sierra Central. It's on that corner of like Vallambrosia and Flume Street, I guess it is. One one street from Wall Street, and it's kind of sad. That building is empty lately when I drive by. That was kind of a Chico institution. I think News and Review, I believe it started in Chico. I know they have a Sacramento News and Review and a Reno News and Review that I've seen. So they expanded a bit, but I do believe that They did start in Chico, if I'm not mistaken. So as far as local news, I found an interesting one about a place called Woodside. And honestly, I'm not positive where that is. I didn't have time to look this up when I printed this today. But it may be, it may be in Orange County. But anyway, California Attorney General, Mountain Lion, no excuse for skirting housing law. Woodside backs down from development plan. Well, actually, while I'm talking about that, 
I'm going to just go ahead and tap that in, and I want to see. I want to see where this place is. I didn't didn't even occur to me that I didn't look up what town it is. It's in California. Let's see what this comes up with. Oh, San Mateo County. That makes more sense. Like up in the mountains. You know, if you ever go in the Bay Area, if you're ever in between 101, which is the you know the freeway with all the traffic and all the cities that you go through one after another. If you ever go between 101 and 280 closer to the coast, that's where you get these San Mateo County mountain regions. Regions. It's probably somewhere on the way to like Half Moon Bay. That's in San Mateo County, I believe. Or at least the start of that road is in San Mateo County. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this. This is just a California news I wanted to share. We're going to come up on that first break. I'm glad you have a little time to spend with me today on Business Buzz. I really enjoy trying to educate, illuminate, maybe entertain. I'll do my best. Stay tuned. I'll be right back on Business Buzz. Henry Ford, the original titan of the automobile industry, believed in progress, innovation, and dramatic change. His Model T revolutionized American culture. But after 15 years of being the only car on the road, changes had to be made. The Model T just wasn't equipped to handle the new, faster-moving, paved roads. So how did this revolutionary man handle it when they tried to change the Model T? He looked at the shiny new red prototype and began attacking it. Ripping it apart with his bare hands. That's what Henry Ford thought of change. We all have a little bit of Henry Ford in us. We get fixated on something we like and we strongly oppose change. But accepting change is a healthy part of life. But like Henry Ford, we tend to want to tear apart anything that tries to change what we've grown to feel comfortable with. Some basic life principles should never change, but other things should change. We can embrace it and move ahead, or we can attack it. The roads of life are always changing. We need to change to keep up or get left behind in the dust. This is Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Your profession, my profession that I'm a Christian, is not the standard of entering the kingdom of God. David Hawking reveals what the Bible teaches about entering the kingdom this week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today, weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for Real Life Answers. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. 
Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Do you know why policemen have guns and badges? Because the government has a duty to protect the lives of innocent human beings. That's what the right to life is. When Roe v. Wade came down, it was much more than about babies. The suspension of the right to life means we're all at risk. Find out more on Life Matters here on KTKZ, Sundays at noon. Listen Saturdays at 6 on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thank you for spending part of your busy afternoon with me in tax season of 2022. It's it's been another interesting last month for me, but I'm I'm catching up. I'm getting it done, and I'm taking care of getting those taxes figured. We always want to pay the lowest tax possible, lowest legal legal tax possible. So I was talking about this wild, this uh, wildcat uh, mountain lion, I mean, and I got to kind of figure out who's doing what. So sing, so uh, SB9 went into effect January 1, makes it easier for property owners in single family home neighborhoods to split their property and develop up to four new units on a parcel. So they're trying to open up for more development. So a Woodside planner wrote, given that Woodside in its entirety is habitat for a candidate species, which is the mountain lion, which is a a endangered species, no parcel within Woodside is currently eligible for an SB9 project. But in a statement released Sunday, the town said it had received further guidance from the Department of Fish and Wildlife on how to identify mountain lion habitat and how it implements the law. Fish and wildlife officials advised that the entire town of Woodside cannot be considered habitat. As such, the town council has directed staff to immediately begin accepting SB9 applications. Land that is already developed with, for example, a single-family home is not, by definition, habitat. That mountain lions appear in Woodside from time to time does not make any of its individual parcels mountain lion habitat. Rather, it demonstrates the range of the mountain lion where the species may be found in its lifetime. So that's interesting. So it seems that if a person wants to split their property, somebody wanted to stop that. I'm not sure who. 
anyway, I mean, mountain lions do travel. I, I, I'm not an expert. I, I haven't looked it up, but they do travel for miles. I know within their space of going out looking for dinner and all those things. So it appears that uh, that is a pro-development that's a pro-development deal there going on in the Bay Area. Interesting. I thought of that because somebody I know had mentioned recently that there was a mountain lion in their backyard. And that, that was in Orville, kind of in the, in the hills of Orville. So what's next? I thought I would read a post or two from my my website, hlittlejohn.com. I just posted one the other day. Oh, it came out today, actually. And that's an interesting little tax tidbit if you're in business. Uh, the 100% meals deduction is back for 2021, but that's in a limited way. I'll just read this to you. 100% business meals deduction is here for 2021. For the longest time, business meals, when deductible, were only deductible at 50% of the total spent. The theory behind this was that since the IRS assumed that meals deductions were being overstated on a regular basis by just about everyone, why not just cut the deduction in half? But for 2021, certain business meals will be fully deductible. The theory for this change is to stimulate restaurant business after the shutdown. There are some catches, though. It has to be at a restaurant. The business owner must be present, and it can't be lavish or extravagant. And the deduction disappears after December 31st, 2022. But at least for another year, some business meals will not have to be limited to the 50% limitation rule. So that's kind of cool. And one more, let me see, the one, the one that I wrote back in November, I haven't been doing my job on my website. I'm going to, I'm going to start posting a lot more. So if you want to visit hlittlejohn.com, I'm going to start posting um, a lot more often. And that way you can kind of keep up with things that I kind of think are important. I got one I'll read you here. I don't know if I read this before, but if I did, my apologies. It's called Invisible Disasters, Unprovable Evidence, Irrational Fear. Uh, Oh, I wrote this on Halloween. It says, being Halloween, I was thinking about the Invisible Man and how that character has been made out to be pretty scary in books and movies. Why is something invisible potentially scary? Perhaps because we can't see what it is doing. But if we can't see, hear, feel, or smell what something is doing... Does it matter that it is even there? It seems to me that many of the disasters of our modern world that put fear into people and coincidentally also put lots of money into certain other people's pockets seem to always be of the invisible man nature. Scary things like carbon footprint emissions, global warming over the next 30 years, COVID-19 viruses and solar flares all fit into this category. We get told this invisible disaster is here, but only the experts can measure it and then relay to us on the TV news how bad it is. 
Why can't it be locusts that we can all see or or tornadoes that we can all run away from? I encourage you to think hard about the fearful, invisible man disasters that we keep being told are going to change our world forever, that cause us to shut down our lives in order to counter them and enrich the powers that be at the same time. Might they be just fabrications? I just thought I'd share that. That's to introduce my... It's called the Insights page from hlittlejohn.com. You just go up to the... It says More on the top line, and you click on More, and you grab Insights. And I'm going to start posting a lot more there. It's not that difficult to write a short blog post. And I'm I'm reading all day long, especially with the new tax law. There's always something new, like that meals thing. That's new for 2021. So I'm always reading. It doesn't take that long to put it into a short blog post and just to let people know there's a there's a way they can at least see what I'm reading and you know see if it helps them with something that they're working on. Of course, you can't deduct meals unless you're in business for tax purposes. It's not a it's not a personal deduction at all. Well, we're coming up on that second break. I'll, uh, I'm going to start talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is money. Business buzz has to do with the business of money. So that's how I link that one. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be back in a couple of minutes, and we're going to talk about money and what's happening to your money. When cynical people attempt to poke fun at the faith we hold dear, Scripture teaches us to be prepared with an answer. So how do we stand up for our beliefs and do it with grace? Join us when Chuck Swindoll talks about the integrity of righteous resistance, Tuesday on Insight for Living. Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Davis. The Pacific Justice Institute has filed a lawsuit in the U.S. Federal District Court for Northern California on behalf of six plaintiffs who are suing two Bay Area employers for civil rights violations. You see, San Francisco and Santa Clara Valley Medical Center granted religious exemptions, but then ultimately forced these Christians to resign. One medical resident was targeted for her faith and had her future in medicine sabotaged. Well, PJI seeks to recover damages due to the willful, malicious, and intentional violations of the plaintiff's civil rights. Learn more about our ministry and get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. Remember the website, pji.org. As a family member or friend, 
you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern. But help is available. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. We're talking business, and I mentioned the business of money. I brought a few interesting articles that I wanted to share with you. The first one is called, 80% of all U.S. dollars in existence have been printed in just the last two years. That's pretty interesting. So, it says, thanks to, I'm just reading a little bit of this. This actually came from um, the freethoughtproject.com. I'm not sure who actually wrote this, but that's the name of the website I found it at. It says, thanks to the trillions of dollars the Federal Reserve has printed over the last two years, America is currently in an inflation crisis. One need only look at the price of groceries over the last two years to realize just how bad of a crisis we are currently experiencing. So have any of you noticed uh, the price of things lately? I noticed some eggs, some eggs at the grocery store. The the basic ones I bought, I mean, they aren't basic, but they're like, you know, the organic free range kind. I think I paid $6 for a dozen and there was one fancy looking organic free range one from some other farm and it was $10 for a dozen. I couldn't believe it because I know we used to get eggs not that long ago for about three or $4 a carton, a dozen. And I think I paid six or seven the other day. I mean, I could have got some for less, but I think, I think the least expensive ones were still like $5. So that's not good. If any of you are on fixed incomes, at least, I mean, I know the, the Social Security this year has given a raise, a cost of living adjustment raise of, I think, five point, I think it's 5.9 or 6.1, something like that. Of course, the real inflation is probably about 15 or 20 percent, but you're getting six, but that's better than nothing. But it never quite makes up for what, it never quite makes up for what's really going on with all of the prices and they're not factoring in homes. I just talked to a client today who uh, after the fire, his rental in Chico rented for 2,100 a month, but that was because insurance was paying it. So that would have been over three years ago. Then after the insurance money ran out, the tenants were paying 1,800 a month. And I talked to this client today the new rate of rent after the lease expired is now $2,600 a month. So that alone, even starting with the, even starting with the $2,100, that alone is about probably eight or 9% annual over three years. 
it's just uh, it's amazing. So I believe the CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index, the one that the government uses to do these kind of cost of living adjustments on the Social Security, I believe they don't count real housing costs. They do some kind of weird index that they can play with and make as low as they want because the lower they make it, the less they have to pay out. It's pretty incredible. So this article says, while these corporations are not innocent in this debacle, the role of America's central bank is far more insidious. And that's the Federal Reserve. As government spending has skyrocketed over the last two years, they have financed their massive expenditures by stealing value from your savings, by printing more money through the central bank. When you print more money, it means there are more dollars chasing the same amount of goods and services, which causes prices to rise. In just the past three fiscal years, federal spending has swollen to nearly $7 trillion a year, up from about $4.4 trillion in fiscal year 2019. Spending was $6.6 trillion in 2020 and $6.8 trillion in 2021. If we want to put this into perspective, we can take a look at the monetary supply at the beginning of 2020, which showed just four and a little more trillion in circulation. By January 2021, that number had jumped up to 6.7 trillion, but this was only the beginning. By November of last year, that number climbed to $20.354 trillion in circulation meaning that since January 2020, the United States has printed nearly 80% of all U.S. dollars in existence. This is according to the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System and not some conspiracy theory either. And then it shows some charts where you can look that up. Not coincidentally, the Consumer Price Index, which tracks the cost of everyday items, has seen a similar increase. It's shot up a whopping 6.8% over the past year, the biggest increase in almost 40 years. Gas is up 51%, beef is up 20%, and furniture up by 11%. Since 1913, all of this taxation, inflation, and fiscal irresponsibility has been facilitated largely by the group responsible for printing America's currency, the infamous privately owned Federal Reserve Bank. Unfortunately, we are entering uncharted waters in regard to money printing, and even the mainstream media is being forced to report on it now. Instead of proposing solutions to the policies which Trump and Biden have championed to get us into this debacle, the Biden administration is doubling down by throwing another $2 trillion at the problem through the Build Back Better plan. Well, that didn't pass, so... I'm not sure how old this article is, but Build Back Better didn't pass. So we'll see what happens. I'll just read a little bit about the past here. It mentions, unfortunately, that did not happen. The U.S. is setting itself itself up for a situation similar to that of Germany's Weimar Republic. During this time, this was like 1921 or something. The Weimar Republic printed so much money that the price of bread rose from 250 
to 200,000 million marks almost overnight. The mark was so worthless that people literally brought wheelbarrows full of money with them when wanting to buy things like groceries. Mass suffering and hunger were widespread, and it was all thanks to terrible monetary policy. And this article says, will this happen in America? We can't say for certain, but if we look at the chart below from 1922 Germany, we can see a pattern which is repeating here. Anyway, you know, I've talked about this before on Business Buzz. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, as they say. But something's got to give. I don't know how long this whole charade can last, but you can't print your you can't print your way to wealth. Wealth is in goods and services. It's not in digital money in the bank and they talk about digital currency, but when you when you think about your money, it's really all digital already. It's digital in your bank account. It's digital in your uh, retirement account. If you have stocks and mutual funds, that's pretty much digital too. So all I'm saying is be careful. You just never know what might happen. Well, stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Thanks for spending some time today with me. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA, and I'll be right back. Show. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. And I'm Matt Four. This is Jessica Wilkerson, one of your hosts of Chico Now. A half hour designed for the community and brought to you by the community. Each day, one of our hosts will join with people from organizations throughout the greater Chico area. We want to let you know what's happening in Chico Now. So join us at 1230 Monday through Friday here on KKXX for Chico Now. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Am I anti-science? This is Ken Ham, author of the books The Dinosaurs of Eden and Deers for Dinosaur. As a former public school teacher trained to teach science in the classroom, I often laugh when I'm accused of being anti-science by evolutionists. Why do they say that? Well, it's not because I don't love science, I do. It's because I don't accept their interpretation of the evidence. That's because I reject their worldview. What do I mean? Well, the evidence about the past doesn't speak for itself. It must be interpreted. And your worldview determines your interpretation. I believe God's word, so I use it as the lens for interpreting the evidence. Evolutionists reject the true history in the Bible and rely on man's ideas. The problem really isn't science. Discover truth from God's Word at AnswersRadio.com and plan your visit to the world-class Creation Museum in Northern Kentucky when you go to AnswersRadio.com. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. 
I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I hoped he'd get help. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. A tax season business buzz episode. Well, I'm on my favorite subject, the Federal Reserve. I've told you before, I have a JD degree. I'm not an attorney, but I have a law degree. And my favorite subject in law school was constitutional law. And I'm wondering what happened to the Constitution when they decided to let a private group of a group of private banks control the United States' money supply. How did that happen? You know, I, I got to admit, I mean, I had, I had some real good professors when I was in law school. At least, you know, what did I know? I wasn't an attorney. I'm assuming they were good. But I got to admit, if I was a, now I was a law school professor, but I was not teaching a bar subject because I was an attorney. I was just teaching, uh, I was teaching the federal income tax class for future attorneys and I did that for about 18 years, I think. And they finally, they changed the curriculum and individual income tax was no longer on the program. So they didn't need me anymore. But I do miss doing that. That was fun. But honestly, if I was teaching constitutional law, I would have lots of commentary about certain things like the Federal Reserve, um, I think Bush v. Gore I would have had a problem with. I would have had a major problem with Obamacare and it being allowed uh, just based on my knowledge of the Constitution, which, like I say, I'm not an attorney, but I do have a law degree, so I've learned a lot about it. But I think my biggest problem with it is how could they possibly give away the the Congress, you know, Congress represents the people, like I said last week. Law, governors don't make laws. Presidents don't make laws. Mayors don't make laws. Secretary of State, secretaries of state don't make laws. Attorney general, attorneys general don't make laws. The legislature makes laws. It's amazing that Congress in the Constitution had the right to coin the money, but for whatever reason, it got given away with the Federal Reserve Act. And uh, it's interesting, in the same year that the Federal Reserve Act was passed, I believe it was either 1912 or 1913, I, it took effect in 1913. I'm going to look this up real quick because I saw this the other day and I don't have it in front of me. But it was... Um, I'm just going to look up. I'm going to look this up to see what what came about in the same because I my main thing is the second one that came about the income tax, personal income tax started in 1913 also. So let me see if I can find this list. 
Revenue Act, Federal Reserve Act. Anyway, 1913 was not a good year. And, you know, what really bothers me is the people who run these things love numerology. And it always seems that 13 is a a big deal to them. They probably had a lot of fun with that. The other thing about the numerologists who run our world, um, it's very interesting if you look up when the crash of 08 happened in the stock market and it went down, down, down for about a year. I think it went down for around a year, 10 months to a year. I believe it bottomed in 09. Does anybody have a guess as to what the S&P 500 stopped at when it hit the bottom in 09? That's a quiz. I'll tell you the answer Maybe later today, maybe next week. I want you to guess what number the crash stopped at in 09. Keeping in mind that the people who run everything are, among other things, they are numerologists. Okay. So I could go on and on about this Federal Reserve. I got another article, but I'll maybe save that for some other time. Let's see what else I brought. Oh, here's another one. Now, uh, medical, my medical history is nobody's business. It's my body, my choice. But I do have an opinion on, like I say, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I'm, like I say, I'm very interested in that. I've studied it. I have my degree, but I don't brag about a degree because I never actually passed the bar. But... I've got an article here. I think I've mentioned this on Business Buzz before, but it's I still flabbergasted me. So when I saw it in my stack, I brought it because I'm still flabbergasted. And the, the thing that pains me is I used to give money to this place. Before I, before I was, uh, put it this way, before I was awake, and I don't want to be called woke because now woke these days has the opposite meaning of what I mean by woke. So I just say awake. So before I was awake, I actually donated monthly to the ACLU. And that's before I quite understood the numerologists. I'll call them that. That's a polite way of describing those people. So I'll just call them the numerologists. So this is a article from September of 2021. And just the headline alone tells you everything you need to know. ACLU says the state forcing people to take vaccines is a victory for civil liberties. So here's some quotes from this article. Far Oh, oh this is actually like a tweet. This is a tweet from the ACLU. Far from compromising them, vaccine mandates actually further civil liberties. The organization's tweet ludicrously claimed they protect the most vulnerable people with disabilities and fragile immune systems, children too young to be vaccinated, and communities of color hit hard by the disease. Says, what's next? Maybe the ACLU will call for the government to forcibly incarcerate Americans for their controversial political opinions because it might, quote, prevent harm. 
So I just, I, I had to share that again. I think I've brought that before, but it's like, give me a break. Now, are they still going to say that after now we've had five months since then and we've, we've found, we've now found, and I've got another article. Uh, we've now, and remember, well, like I said, my, my medical practices is between me and my doctor. And uh, by the way, I don't go to the doctor. But between me and my doctor, that's my personal information, and you don't need to know. So let's see if the ACLU would say the same thing now after this barn burner. Johns Hopkins study, 99% of all COVID prior infections resulted in natural immunity that lasted at least 650 days. Now, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but there's all kinds of um, fact checkers out there saying that, oh, the, this is taken out of context. But honestly, uh, they actually found that having COVID gives you natural immunity. And there's been many studies in the last few months that say it's way better than a vaccine. And I can tell you right now, based on based on some personal experiences, the vaccines are not safe and effective. But like I said, my, medi my medical is my business. You don't get to find out. You don't get to find out whether I got it or not. Or I got two or I got three or I got four. You don't get to find out. Anyway. I got, I got so much stuff here, it's not even funny, but I, I don't have time to read it all in one episode here. I've got a few minutes left. I'm going to go on to something that I actually enjoy. And I think you'll, hopefully you'll, hopefully you'll get a kick out of it too. Let me just find my page here. See what I can find here, just for a few minutes of a little bit of little bit of lightheartedness. I don't know how they aren't all lighthearted, but they're all entertaining. These are just you know who knows if these are verbatim or actual definite, but anyway, they're Mark Twain quotes. He's always got some good ones. It is better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you are a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. Whenever you, oh, here's a good one. A lot of people that I see every day need to read this one. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. Patriotism is supporting your country all the time. Whoa. Patriotism is supporting your country all the time and your government when it deserves it. That's a good one. Here's another good one. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. Here's another good one. Well, these are all really good. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. <laughs> I like that one.
Age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. All you need in this life is ignorance and confidence, and then success is sure. Here's another good one. In the first place, God made idiots. That was for practice. Then he made school boards. Suppose you were an idiot and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. Buy land. They're not making it anymore. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has, that has crushed it. Go to heaven for the climate, hell for the company. Don't let schooling interfere with your education. <laughs> oh man, I think, I think Woody Allen listened to this guy. Courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do the day after tomorrow. <laughs> the only way to keep your health is to eat what you don't want, drink what you don't like, and do what you'd rather not. It ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It is the parts that I do understand. The lack of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> the best way to cheer yourself up is to try to cheer somebody else up. That's pretty. Oh, here, here we go. Do the right thing. It'll gra it will gratify some people and astonish the rest. Don't go around saying the world owes you a living. The world owes you nothing. It was here first. Let us endeavor so to live so that when we come to die, even the undertaker will be sorry. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt. These are pretty good. I didn't know you had that many good ones. Part of the secret of a success in life is to eat what you like and let the food fight it out inside. Don't part with your illusions. When they are gone, you may still exist, but you have ceased to live. All generalizations are false, including this one. Oh, 
Oh, here's a good one. We have the best government that money can buy. I don't doubt that at all. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. See you next time. Hi, this is Rob Walter, host of Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is a program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness and where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up. It's time to ride. Join me at 7 a.m. on KKXX. Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. here on KKXX. You look nice. How was work? Well, it was fourth period civics. The kids were giving me the third degree. Was a UFO seen hovering over Washington, D.C.? Was a fisherman attacked by a 320-pound shrimp? They'd been bitten by the fake news bug, all right, and it was holding on like a driver's ed student to a steering wheel. How was I going to get a bunch of wide-eyed kids to wise up about what they see on the Internet? Fun. Teachers just have better work stories. If you want a creative, collaborative job worth talking about, head to teach.org.